Faster than the speed of sound At an early age you wanted to get out To pursue adventures all around Things got tough sometimes But it's all good cause Tales is his best friend He's always there for him His head's a kick Bad again, times over and over again What to see is what to get Just a guide around adventures It's on the hedgehog Hey everybody, welcome back to the Archie Sonic <laughs> God fucking damn it I'm keeping that, I don't give a fuck Hey everyone, welcome back to the IDW Sonic Rundown <laughs> We talked a lot about Ken Penders. Or I'm sorry, I should not be saying that. God fucking damn. I, I am fumbling this podcast right out the goddamn gate. Holy shit, what is up with me? I mean, listen, man. Sometimes it just happens. Like, it's just... It's it's just the brain rot. You know, it comes back in droves like it did in the pre-show. Patreon.com slash Soxbeat. $5 a month. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, hey... We're here. We're ready to talk about some comics. So as to remind everyone, we did do two issues last time, but this episode we are only doing one issue. So this is a, going to be a shorter podcast on average than what we usually do, but we will definitely still try to elaborate and explain some general thoughts and ideas on what we're thinking, where we feel like the, the, the arc could kind of go from there. So with that being said, it's me co-host Aaron hello I think we should just start off before we actually get into it um especially because we're doing individual issues I guess we can just give overall general thoughts on the issue before we even get into it I feel like that's a good way to start out um how'd you feel about the issue I thought that this issue was pretty solid. As we're about to get into, we're going to be starting a more of a vignette-style kind of arc in which the story will be following individual characters rather than a flowing narrative, which, you know, that's always a fun writing challenge to go into. And because of that, we're going to have the opportunity to get into some good character moments. And this one issue alone has some pretty good Knuckles moments, especially. Yeah, which is, you know, Knuckles, along with other characters in the series, has definitely been getting a good glow up in terms of character development. Frontiers was a big step stone for that alongside shadow who has been getting a lot of lovely recently so it's it's good to see that continuing yeah i felt pretty strongly about the issue i thought it was really good i really like what the character development stuff is going on i think that the angle that they're going to be taking the general arc of vignettes through is going to be very interesting too it's an angle i did not expect in the slightest and uh I really like it. It's a cool angle. IDW Sonic issue 62 with Ian Flynn writing and Aaron Hammerstrom on art. We open. Amy is flying into Angel Island on her racing transformed car. Never gets tired of the view and ends up making kind of a rough landing, but perfectly fine and heads out to the Master Emerald Altar. But Knuckles is nowhere to be seen, unfortunately, so she walks through Angel Island Zone, thinking how she only came before or during some kind of crisis. You know, this place is so lush and pristine. I kind of get why Knuckles wouldn't want to leave. Something this precious does need to be protected. And as she thinks of this place as a paradise, Amy accidentally steps right on top of a sinkhole, falls right into Hydro City, about to land right onto one of the water slides, but not before getting caught by Knuckles. Uh, why'd you fall through the ceiling? Oh, uh, I came looking for you. You were in front of the altar for once. Knuckles says that he's been uh, patrolling the island for threats. It's a new thing he does now. Yeah, and you could check the ground stability too, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, with, with how much the ground seems to cave in on itself, it makes sense. 
Knuckles and Amy land on some solid footing, and now he asks her, what you doing here? Well, I was here to bring back this. She unfurls her bag and shows Knuckles the relic she got from Rouge. Knuckles takes a good look at it. Oh yeah, this is definitely Echidna made. Where'd you get it? Um, it was among some other stolen goods from Eggman's latest eyesore. So I took it and I want to bring it back to its rightful place. And Knuckles, you can, you can really tell Knuckles is like deeply appreciative of it. He kind of like touches the artifact to his forehead. That That's kind of like an interesting little character like quirk, I guess. Do you want to come with me to put it back to its rightful place? And Amy says, yes, absolutely. Amy is surprised Knuckles knows where to put it. And Knuckles says, well, yeah, of course, look at it. The stone color and its carving style... This kind of thing is found both in the Mystic Ruins and in Marble Garden, which Mystic Ruin name drop. That was uh, interesting to me. Yeah, I, I guess something that I want them to just, I, I would love to have Ian maybe clarify um, and do at some point is a proper map of Angel Island, because I feel like we're owed one at this point, especially with how inconsistent Angel Island has been for so long you know, you're right, but also something that I uh, thought about with the name drop. Well, it was two things I thought about this. Mystic Ruins uh, is one of the human-centric places, as we know Sega considers it now, from Ian. What I would kind of want to see more from Angel Island, this is the second thing, is we have the understanding of it technically, but I would like to have the full clarification as to say that, yeah, Angel Island when it was part of the ground, was in the Mystic Ruins. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense when you consider the the way that Angel Island falls and, like, how it's eventually set up, right? At least in, like, Adventure 1, it's, like, right by the Mystic Ruins, so the Master Emerald is not far from where all that shit took place and yada 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 if i remember correctly i think the crater where the egg carrier is was the crater that was left behind when angel island took off i think that's what it is i don't know if that was ever confirmed or if i just made that up but i don't know you got an explanation for that huge ass crater nah bro we don't need no crater we, we don't need no explanation it's fine ian did say before on the Bumblecast that as far as idw goes human-centered locales are off limits per sega's mandate so maybe this little reference was as much as he could throw in there but you know what come on sega like open up the world it's fine. So are, are human-centric areas off-limits for now, or are they just off-limits perma? For now, I guess, because Ian has said before in the past, all the mandates, quote-unquote, are nebulous. If a real strong case is made, they could uh, oversee it. Fair, fair, fair. So Amy takes his word for it and follows his lead. And also, Knuckles razzes her to watch her step. No more holes in the floor. Well, can you do more maintenance on your island, at least? Fair. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, secondary thread. We go to Clean Sweep Inc. We have not seen this place yet. We enter as Clutch the Possum is taking a look at a large computer screen as he is contacted by a worker saying, normally I insist my staff and clients adhere to my schedule, but I do make exceptions for the exceptional Mimic. Mimic quickly drops the disguise, claiming that uh, Clutch does pay attention to his security cameras. Clutch then responds by saying, I went to great lengths to contact you. You're not an easy person to find, you know, but you got my attention, says Mimic. Go on. Why did you contact me? You're not affiliated with Sonic Friends or Dr. Eggman. I'll admit I'm curious. What do you want? Clutch's angle is pretty interesting, actually. I'm a businessman on the cusp of an aggressive venture. Clean Sweep Inc. is my way of getting into places others cannot. 
we clean up all those nasty robots and weapons Dr. Eggman leaves behind in his conquests and quietly amass resources and an arsenal beyond comprehension. And everyone thanks you for it, says Mimic. Nice scam. I like this. This is a much more underhanded, sneaky, sort of mob boss-esque tactic. It's not something we get to see in Sonic that often. Yeah, it's definitely unique. And uh, need I mention anything about the stereotype of mobster using a garbage business as a front? You know, it's it's pretty funny, too. <laughs> Clutch does continue, though, saying that their biggest competition is the restoration. They do everything we do, but for free, and dispose of the dangerous materials. Such a good waste of egg tech. He then pours a glass of premium label, Perfect Chaos Cola, clearly pouring some whiskey for uh for a good friend you know a very typical mobster attitude as i said i have plans for an aggressive business venture which involves curbing the restoration's wasteful efforts and to that end i need a master infiltrator interesting very interesting this is a very interesting plot point having the two comic original villains team up well we saw it before with uh the bad guys miniseries but now this is a bit there's a lot more stronger direction here in terms of what the plan is going to be and i like the angle of clutch using an inside man mimic to take care of the restoration and amass power. And as far as Clutch is concerned, I do kind of like the angle where he just sees this purely as business. My, man, my man's got no morals, he got no ethics, all he needs is the bag. Truly a New York Italian mobster to his core. Mimic's response is tempting, but I've kept been keeping a low profile since breaking out of jail. Going into the heart of the enemy is asking for trouble. Fair enough, says Clutch, as he takes a long sip from his cola, although I've done my research and I know of your vendetta against a certain pair. Tangle and Whisper, yes? Were you aware that they are part of the Restoration's new vanguard? They're calling themselves the Diamond Cutters, no less. Mimic, then, does not take too kindly to that. Infiltrate the Diamond Cutters. You get a man on the inside... I get one step closer to revenge. You've got a deal. Welcome to Clean Sweep Inc. So there's our team up. Uh, makes sense for the reasoning behind it. I'm very interested. Also something that kind of connected in my brain while I was reading this. Clean sweep, huh? This is not the first time Ian has used the term clean sweep. Operation clean sweep. The Genesis wave. Oh... Probably doesn't mean anything, but I just think that's funny to... Yeah, yeah, you know, I, feel, I feel like it's an intentional little haha. Yeah, it's a little, little, little tip of the hat, you know? So we then return to Marble Garden on Angel Island as Knuckles pops out of a pothole. Amy impressed that Knuckles didn't even mean to make a detour. He says he's been here his whole life, got a lot of time on my hands. They quickly feel a tremor, and Amy panics, thinking, well, hey, wait, that wasn't my fault. Knuckles consoles her. The whole place is unstable. Ruins have been, been getting buried and unearthed here all the time, and Eggman's digging around here doesn't help. Which Amy recalls Sonic and Tails mentioning beforehand. In fact, Amy says, you know, maybe Jewel could spare some hands and have people patrol Angel Island with you, Knuckles. Uh, who is that? Oh, you know, Tangle's bestie. She took over the restoration from me. Oh, uh-huh, right. Uh, pass. And Amy is like a little miffed. This is a huge place and I don't like the idea of you being up here all by yourself. But he says, no, uh, I'd have to keep an eye on the island and all of them. Makes things a lot complicated. Which Amy's just like, come on, dude. Like, like, come on. Knuckles says, look, 
I trust you and like five others, max. Amy then, as they're they're pulling up on one of the uh, the the ring pulleys in Marvel Garden, by the way, Amy and then jumps off, does a little cute flip, and says, "Oh, you trust me? Yeah, yeah. Nope, you said it out loud. I'll remember that." <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking Telltale game character, she will remember this. Oh my god. <laughs> she also asks, "Does that mean you trusted me when you dropped the resistance on a whim?" Uh, would it be a compliment or rude if i said yes nah relax i was happy to help i just wish i had a little bit more prep time you know he does agree but eh, too late sorry though uh she did say you saved me from falling for my doom so ultimately we are even finally they arrive to a cave formation which knuckles thinks is the place and amy ready to brave in hammer at the ready but knuckles like no 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 stop look inside there's an active trap. It keeps working to deter would-be thieves, and I'm not going to damage it unless I gotta. And Amy thinks that destroying an ancient mechanism would undermine the spirit of putting the relic back in its proper place. So, uh, I'll cover you. Knuckles does try to deter her, but once again asks, you trust me, right? And at that moment, Knuckles gives a look at the relic, deep breath, yes, and leads Amy to rush forward and uses her hammer to counter the trap's arrows deflecting them, giving Knuckles the opening to duck under the traps and slams the statue into its lock, which leads the mechanism to disable itself. So with a job well done, the two bump fists, Amy cracks a little joke about how the mechanism was cranky about missing the relic, but Knuckles is like, uh-huh, yeah, sure, nice work. Unfortunately, the two experience a little gamer moment, and they fall down another sudden sinkhole right under them. Amy and Knuckles, though, very undeterred. Knuckles grabs Amy, and the two are able to airlift themselves to a, a little hole in the wall and keep on solid ground. Deep breath once again. Amy says to Knuckles, you know, I'm worried about that this is how you grew up, you know? But it's like, he says no. It made me who I am today. And she extends out to him and says, why don't you just come take a break and come back to Restoration HQ for a breather? Which he does say, I'll, I'll think about it. And she insists that he does. Jewel made the place running like clockwork. It's very organized and very peaceful. Knuckles, though, is still a little bit startled. But with things settled, ground stable, let's go topside. Knuckles latches to the wall. Amy's latched onto his back. And as they start to climb up, Amy starts to tell him about the little in initiative that Lanolin has started. Back at Restoration HQ, after Knuckles hits her with the who Omega Lord? <laughs> Tangle, Whisper, and Lanolin are having a little meeting as Tangle is being extremely annoying using a paddle ball. Our first mission as the Diamond Cutters was technically a success. It was also nearly a disaster. We have a lot to learn and work on. With that, Lanolin asks Whisper, how did the old team organize? Whisper says that we all basically found each other one by one. It wasn't all formal until we organized. So Tangolin asks, oh, does this mean we're going to be recruiting? But the Chaotix seem to do fine with three members. Lanolin, annoyed with the rapid paddling, says we should diversify our options. More personnel, more ideas, more skills, more option if there are multiple crises, she says as she eventually snatches the paddle ball away to Tangle a little unnerved. You could have... Could have said something first, geez. To which then, they hear a knock on the door. The door opens and it's this, like, cat mobian looking kind of guy. Lanolin asks if he's looking for help or something, to which Tangle instantly asks if he wants to join their team. But this guy admits, yeah, that's why I'm here. Heard you guys were open to new people and I want to make out a difference. Help out the community, you know? 
I'm also here looking for adventure, make new friends, do amazing things, while also understanding the dangerous things we're going to be doing. I want to take this seriously. I want to be someone reliable, which are all things that are checking the girl's boxes. So, Tangle pushes a chair right behind the table. What's your name, buddy? Uh, but, uh, uh, Duo. My name's Duo. So Lanolin asks, you got any special skills? While Tangle is like slowly reaching for the paddle ball again, Lanolin notices and just whacks the paddle ball away in anger. And she looks very pissed. Like needlessly so. <laughs> Calms down again. Uh, any prior experience you can bring to the team? Uh, I'm nimble. Good with computers. I did use a wisp on during the war, but most people did. Uh, I'm a fast learner with lots of spirit. Lanolin, not sold on him, but Tangle does want to give him a chance. You know, I didn't even start busting back until I met Sonic. That wasn't that long ago. When Whisper's opinion is asked for, she says it is best to learn during times of peace. We all have to start somewhere. All that plus... We do need to expand our ranks. This convinces Lanolin to accept Duro on a trial basis and will oversee his training, which he is clearly very appreciative of. So do you live in the area already or are you willing to relocate? And he sheepishly admits his only thought in this moment was just joining the restoration. I didn't even think about having a place to stay, honestly. She sighs. Tangle, go accommodate him. And she leads the way as Duo thanks her again for the chance. Little jump. We see Duo and Tangle in a room. And he's kind of surprised he can just have it. She says that these rooms are open for people in need. So make yourself at home. Hey, I'm gonna go grab dinner. You want something? Duo says, I don't know. Today's kind of been a lot. Um, I'm just gonna chill for now. And she takes her note. Uh, salutes away and makes her way to the mess hall. As then, Duo is left alone. He was wearing large mittens this whole time. Couldn't even, even see his fingers. So, in this moment, he takes them off. And we see on the palm of his hands, very large suckers. And then, D transforms. Shocker, it's Mimic. And he calls Clutch to say, Boss, I'm in. Hacker voice, I'm in. And that is the end of issue 62. Mimic has successfully infiltrated the diamond cutters. And oh boy, this is an interesting way to take the story. I really hope that this is something that we can sort of move through and we get some cool stuff out of this. I really want to see the angle that this goes from. But if we're going to talk generally, yeah, I like a lot of the stuff in this issue. Particularly, I like Knuckles and Amy interacting. I think that their interactions are great. I like that Knuckles is sort of in that period you know maybe pre-frontiers where he's sort of wavering about his idea about you know his duty and having friends and maybe trying to trust people more often right and hey you know our money is still on the table right after this arc we get that one pre-frontiers issue then time skip post-frontiers that's still on the table just gonna put it on the table for you guys to think about yeah. Other thoughts about the uh, about this issue? Um, well, I really enjoyed Knuckles and Amy's interaction as well, especially considering that their personalities always did kind of clash with each other. You know, Knuckles is kind of the introverted kind of character. Amy is a very outgoing, bubbly kind of personality. So whenever the two interact, it's always interesting just for that alone. So I do appreciate Amy trying to like drag Knuckles kicking and screaming out of his little comfort zone. Because that's ultimately all this is. There is a future solicitation where we will be coming back to Knuckles. So maybe that story will be the catalyst of like Knuckles saying, no, this is a bigger world. I really got to like see what's going on out there and uh, maybe start taking one step closer to where Frontiers takes us. Yeah, and uh, 
that's 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 kind of the drive of the comic right now. I, I don't really have much else to say because I think that it's a little there's a little there, there's not enough really to draw on right now. But I I don't think that means this is a bad issue. It was good. Yeah, it was it's good. good. It's introductory. The fact that we're following Mimic as like the core of this thread very interesting a very interesting angle if it's especially the kind of story where like a more slice of life kind of thing but every so often we do check in on like the main story because it's very interesting if they want to take it in another direction the whole thing of mimic infiltrating the restoration and the diamond cutters would be the lead but this time around it's technically the b plot the b plot and then next i think next week it's the a plot and then they're just going to do this rotating cycle where it's a b a b a b a b right right so i think with that being said we can cover the solicitations for august now sure let's go for it so the next issue that we'll be releasing is idw sonic issue 63 stuck in the past with no clear directive silver decides to take some time with the diamond cutters and their newest member but he's too busy being starstruck over whisper to notice that he's interrupting their training elsewhere Sonic takes place sightseeing to enjoy her vacation. Yes! Yes! Sonic Blaze content! This is what we needed. This is exactly what we fucking needed right now. Listen, okay? The silver shit, it sounds like gonna be a haha funny, right? But like, listen. Sonic Blaze content, Kino. Peak. The Silver Story will be written by Ian Flynn and art by Aaron Hammerstrom, and Sonic Blaze, the writing and art, will be by Evan Stanley. That's a little weird, though, isn't it? Because usually, Evan would want the Silver Story. Hmm. What are you cooking, what are you Evan? Cooking? What are you what cooking? What are you cooking? What are you cooking? Okay. <laughs> All right, but I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty into this. I I'm really excited for for next issue now, especially the idea of more Sonic Blaze content. As I love when Sonic and Blaze are like doing things together. They're they're always a great match for each other, and their dialogue and back and forth is excellent. Yeah, they're perfect contrast to each other but through their conversation they realize no we're basically exactly alike you just view the world differently which is very cool yeah it's less of like knuckles where they're more confrontational with each other but they always have each other's backs right and but it's more of like there's always a like deep mutual respect for one another and like the two like to play around from time to time and you know they get into their like like cute little competitions and stuff like that because they both know they're that powerful yeah since it's also a sightseeing thing, that means maybe we're going to see some new locales, maybe? The R.I. art, I think, for 63, obviously done by Natalie Fordrain, uh, it shows Sonic and Blaze running through Frog Forest from Heroes. That'd be really cool if we start to, if uh, if Sonic takes Blaze on a little adventure and we get some cool referential stuff, like, here's Frog Forest, like, here's some here's some crazy obscure zone that you haven't seen in a minute. I'd be like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be dope. I'd love that. Yeah, love it. And that will be out August 16th, so so you guys pay attention to that. But that's the main issue. But we have two specials coming out in August as well. The first of which is IDW Sonic Endless Summer. Do you wish summer could last forever? Well, at IDW, it can. We're bringing you an endless summer with everyone's favorite characters in four unique one-shots. Wave goodbye to the office and hello to the beach. Sonic drags Jewel on a well-deserved beach day to spend time with her besties Tangle and Whisper. But when they all settle in for some rex and relaxation, they realize the Babylon rogues had the same idea at the same beach. The only way to settle this is with the totally tubular beach showdown. With the writing done by Gail Galligan, who wrote one of the stories in the 30th anniversary special, and art by my goat, Tracy Yardley. 
the Tracy Yardley um, allegations have been severely disproven. <laughs> he he heard the Babylon rogues were coming back, and that man ran faster <laughs> than anyone could have possibly run. The Tracy Yardley Babylon rogues strongest warrior. Um, no, I, I'm I'm legitimately excited for this. This is gonna be a fun issue. Yeah, and it's very interesting because hot off the heels of this being announced, Tracy Yardley did do a little uh, thread on Twitter where he did talk about his sort of disillusion with the comic book industry as a whole and him saying that as of lately, he doesn't feel like he can keep up with the pace of creating a comic book, at least interior work. So I don't know if this is what spurred it on or, I mean, there was a reason for it. I'm not going to go into it now, but he basically feels like he can't really keep up with the workload that creating a comic book necessarily entails. Interiors require to be done at a rate that's really fast. And he, who's like, you know, a bit older than what he was back when he started Archie, feels like he just can't keep up with which is why he sticks with uh just doing covers which is completely fair yeah it makes a lot of sense especially because he's coming to that kind of point in his life where it's like any more of that it's going to take so much out of you and i get it every once in a while you'll do an issue but for the most part it's like it's tougher to do that and i think that that thread was great it really did give an opening into um his insights and some of the plagues and ills the comic book industry is facing right now when i think about the comic book industry in general i think about the current amazing spider-man arc that is universal hated by literally everyone uh because they're trying to cuck peter what is it with fucking marvel editorial and just them saying hey yo we are not giving peter a happy life fuck this me when across the spider-verse me when across the spider-verse me when fucking nearly any other animated spider-man medium in general some of the best stories of animated spider-man come when ironically Peter Parker or MJ or Gwen Stacy have a healthy relationship with each other. Marvel editorial, what are you doing? Tracy Yardley, I'm very excited to see that his art is coming back. And Gail Galligan, you know, that is inspired. I hope they do a, a good job. And that will also be out on August 30th. And for the record, I forgot to mention this. When the, the, the solicitation mentions four unique one-shots, they're referring to the other specials of Endless Summer. Because it's also being done by uh, TMNT, which is set in the 80s cartoon canon. My Little Pony, which is set in the Gen 5 canon. And a Dungeons and Dragons comic, which is set in the 80s cartoon for that as well. And actually, Jack Lawrence is doing the B cover for Endless Summer for Sonic and all of the uh, Endless Summer specials. And he made it like this connecting uh, thread, which shows all of the characters from each series hanging out at the same beach when you connect all the issues. And it shows that Sonic was running across all the covers to his, and he destroyed Donatello's sandcastle. It was fucked up. Why is Sonic like this, man? Why the fuck you did Donnie so dirty? Come on. He doesn't deserve it. He does not deserve it. He does not deserve it. Anyways, what is the other special? Oh, the other special is the IDW uh, Sonic's 900th comic, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so we did get the cover art done by Richard Elson. That dropped, and wow, that was a weird thing to look at. It, it it really soothed my soul. We've mentioned it here and there. Maybe this may be better to talk about more once we get that issue. But uh, I don't have the same level of appreciation I have for Fleetway as I do for Archie, obviously. But seeing Richard Elson's cover and the fact that they were able to, like, allow him to keep his art style instead of it being more the, you know, official Sega-mandated art style was, like, magnifique. Getting ahead of myself. 
The solicitation reads, Saving the world is a piece of cake when you're a speedy blue hedgehog, and Sonic is about to go on his 900th world-saving adventure. Sonic and his friends are playing a game of hot potato, only the potato is the warp topaz and could warp the whole world into oblivion. The gang is passing off the warp topaz in a relay race to get rid of it once and for all. Celebrate the mind-blowing 900th issue milestone with superstars Ian Flynn, Evan Stanley, Caleb Golner, Daniel Barnes, Aaron Hammerstrom, and returning Sonic rider, Nigel Kitching, as they participate in a relay race of their own, telling the story in six speed racing, nail biting, egg kicking parts. I'm really excited for this issue. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I think it'll be great from everyone else, but honestly, I'm just, I'm so ready for, for Nigel's section. I think the Nigel Kitching section may be the gateway into a further exploration of the work that he did at the time. So I will say that that is something that we have thought about. It is something that we are considering. We don't know when it's going to happen. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. I mean, a part of me does kind of wish we did do a series on Sonic the Comic so we could truly appreciate it. But you know what? Getting a little taste of it, I'm not going to say no either. I think the taste is what's going to be the catalyst. I really do. I think that taste is going to be what drives us into it. The thing is, is that Sonic the Comic is something that we need to find a unique way to approach because it is structured a lot differently than your typical sort of comic. Um... Just the way that it was set up and everything, it's its a little different. So what we will say, though, is that we are very excited to eventually get around to it. And um, it, it is something that is on our radar. But for right now, we're taking a little bit of a break because we have been doing comics consistently for so long. Yeah, exactly. Artists for each individual story is still not known, fully at least. Mauro Fonseca said he will be doing line art. Aaron Hammerstrom said he'll be doing the line art for his uh, story as well. And actually, Fonseca even did suggest that Richard Elson will be doing the art to Nigel Kitching's story as well. So we're going to have a, a dream team reuniting for the special. No, it's going to be sick. I'm really, really excited. I know it's going to be fucking awesome. And yeah, Richard Elson's cover did get shown. It is still very much his iconic Sonic the Comic art style. I believe he said in like a, uh, a panel at a convention somewhat recently, he was kind of like a little at odds with Sega. He didn't say about what, but I suspect it was about the art style. He said that they were able to compromise and had to redraw Tails for the cover but everything else was the same. I, with that comment, I kind of do suspect it was generally his art style because he was trying to keep it to his Sonic the Comic art style. And Tails was designed like a little differently in Fleetway. So that probably was the reason. We mentioned while we were doing the comic, or, or yeah, while we were covering issue 62, that uh, the little reference to Mystic Ruins, one of the human-centered locales, Evan Stanley's cover also came out as well. Sonic and Amy fighting off the Orca in Emerald Coast. So the Warp Topaz taking Sonic and Amy to Station Square? Hey, could get kind of hype. Could get a little hype. Just a little hype. I'm very excited for the 900 special and it will be out August 30th along with the Endless Summer special. So everybody get hype. So the plan is here is that we're going to cover all these stories all at once. It's obviously going to be a little bit longer of a wait considering they come out at the end of the month. But I think it will be for the best content wise to just do it all in one go once it's all out. Yeah, just, just do a straight shot of everything. I believe... Uh... I believe that's it. We've kind of set all of our pieces for everything together. So uh, I guess we'll see you guys next month 
for issue 63 and the Endless Summer and 900th Adventure specials, everybody. Alrighty then. See y'all then. Don't forget to click like and subscribe if you feel so inclined and check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash SonicSpeed. Free seven-day trials for all of our tiers if you're interested to see what's behind the paywall. A good night, everybody. He's got his songs faces. I'll tell you that if that is Dr. Eggman with his evil divider and evil plans, Eggman wants to conquer the world, but the hedgehog won't let that go. Whenever Sonic's anger explodes, his enemies will meet the fury of his aggression. And that will change anyone's perceptions about him What to see is what to get Just a guy to love adventures It's Sonic the Hedgehog And the rose can have to tell love for him Is there a superhero but she's his self-proclaimed girlfriend? He cannot escape her, but he will always save her. Whenever something is up, some kind of danger. And the story goes on, it's always super fine. But